Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. How are we doing? Welcome to episode 90. 90. We're going to talk to something that's a little near and dear to my heart. And it's going to be a fun one. It's not going to really be a heavy psychology healing one. It's just, we're going to talk about something fun. What is that? I am enthralled by mediumship. (laughs) I... It's, it's a thing that like, I think has always been exciting, but only recently, you know, in the last, I would say uh, seven years or so, um, I would say between you and Holly and seeing like the evolution of how that works, you know, within you guys, I've really become more interested and not, not even just interested. I think there was like a, a non-believing part of me. <laughs> at some point hello catholic training um <laughs> that yeah, it wasn't talk to saints and jesus but yet yeah i yeah. don't or not. that the messages only come through the priest he's the yes. only medium right like if we're going to use that word correctly the priest is acting as a medium and the rest of us can't do it um nobody can see my eye roll but there it is um <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah <laughs> but yeah so like Um, it's always been interesting for me. I know that, you know, you and I have had conversations about where that fits in, in, um, in your, the, the way that you practice. Um, and I know for me personally, I've been, you know, kind of like realizing all the differences, right? Because when we think of mediumship, like when somebody says the word medium to me, it's like, I automatically go into this space, even though I know better, it's still there, the programming of like this lady in like a, a head wrap with the big earrings looking into a crystal ball, right? Like it's like a psychic. We think we, we're put using these two words interchangeable. We should not. Um, but it's, it's just kind of that otherworldly thing. And um, yeah, like uh, now that I have been like kind of trying to put my feet in to see what it is, I'm. it started with what am I doing in my sessions? Because it's not coming from anywhere. Like sometimes, sometimes I just, things just come from somewhere. Um, and just kind of figuring out what that is. And, you know, I, I'm thankful to have a partner here who is constantly telling me what it is so that I can understand. I've been putting Vanessa into her intuition for many moons friends, because Yes. To admit her into intuitiveness. I, I won't yeah. say pushing her in. I would say to admit to her intuitive self. Yeah, because I needed to be seen or I needed to be shown the differences yeah. of what it means to be connected to the divine, right? Like to not use psychic and medium interchangeably unless somebody is the psychic medium, right? Like, and they've told me that that's what they are, you know? Um, but I think it would be fun for to pass that information along to you know to other people who probably have that same you know kind of 
thought process. Like, what is a medium doing? What are other mediums doing? What's the difference between, you know, like I, I watched Long Island Medium, you know, she is very like Long Island Medium, <laughs> like exactly what you think. She's very- and I watched Tyler Henry yeah. and he's different, you know, and, and seeing that is like, oh yeah, okay. Like this can look so many different ways, but people aren't dabbling. So they don't know. No. Just bring them some info. <laughs> First of all, you make a great point and something I wanted to enter with. The difference between what is mediumship and what is being psychic. Psychic is more of using your own guides and your own intuitive hits from the universe. It's like sometimes they'll they'll show me a movie or my or one of my guides or even sometimes my angels will come in and say and show me something. Um, a lot of times we use cards as prompts. Like when I do online, when we do it for Ford's angels, I always use a surrender card because mm-hmm. it's almost like when I pull a card for someone, I'm opening and accessing the gateway to their energy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a placeholder. Now I don't necessarily need it because, yeah. but it's a placeholder. It's an active sense of, and then when I put the card in the deck, I close the door to their energy. Mm-hmm. So, and at times you'll see me spray myself down or kind of like give myself a little bit of clearing. Cause you get into too much energy. You're like, you get cross, you, you kind of get cross with information. So that's more of what a psychic intuitive does. It listens to their gut intuition. They hear the messages. It'll, my guides and angels will show me something and I'll say exactly what I'm seeing but my interpretation of it may be different. Like, for example, if they show me something like a a symbol or a sign and I'm like, oh, I know that that means this. Yes. It's my own interpretation of that symbol where I will say, I will say they're showing me, um, they're showing me the heart with the wings, which is my symbol for freedom and for my true authentic self. So mm-hmm. I'll say, where are you not showing up as yourself? You know, I will say they're showing me a heart with wings. And to me, that means you're not showing up authentically somewhere that you're ha- you have a mask or a facade that you're wearing. So mm-hmm. something of that nature, that's how I, I work. When you step into mediumship, mediumship is inviting the energy or the spirit of someone who has passed. and having conversation, feeling, depending on what type of medium, and we're going to get into that next, or connecting with that person in the way that you connect with them. So sometimes um, a lot of mediums will, you know, will see the person or hear what the person has to say. Some people, and and some people will need different ways of accessing the, the spirits on the other side. So psychic and intuitive is like your own guides, your own angels, and you're working through your lens. Whereas when you get into mediumship, you become more of a channel. Mm-hmm. So the, there's, there's a little bit of distinction in both. Now, does sometimes those people that are on the other side that come to talk to me will show me something that I understand so that I can tell them what they're saying? Yes. That will happen, but it'll become directly from that loved one. Yeah. And sometimes, 
and we'll get into this a little bit later too because I'm like I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm excited about talking about I know I'm like yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) sometimes they'll show they'll they they will um they'll be they don't have the energy to push through so someone else will bring in their message for me Mm -hmm. someone else that the person knows and they'll say this person's here's too. This is their message to that person. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they don't know how to connect with us. Some, some spirits are like, what's going on? Especially if it was a sudden death. Mm-hmm. Now, and we'll get into that later too. Um, I'm like, yeah, but let's talk about the types. <laughs> let's talk about types because I keep creating tangents for myself. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I already have like, in my mind, like, certain things that I'm like, I'm so excited, like for it to come out. So I'm like over here with like, just holding on to my, my grounding stone. Like this is so exciting. <laughs> so Don't say it all. <laughs> there can be different types of mediums. Now understand every medium connects to the other side in a different way. Some people go into meditation and go into a, a room and invite that other person to come in. Sometimes they'll like, they use visualizations. Sometimes it, their process is different. Now, from what I understand now, and, and please let me disclaimer here. Okay. I know I am not the finite level of, of knowledge when it comes to being a medium. Okay. There is so much more out there. Please take what we share with you today as a curiosity to go and find and learn yourself what this means, especially if you feel you're a medium. Go talk to another medium, ask questions, go talk to a a mentor and go say, this is what I'm experiencing. How, you know, how do I handle it? So there's kind of, from what I gather and from what I've learned in research, there are two different types of overarching mediums. One is a mental medium. One is a physical medium. Okay. So the mental mediums use your clairs, your, and your clairvoyance, which is what you see. If you're a visual person or you're a clairaudient, you hear what they're saying, or they're, you're receiving messages or sounds. And then you have your clairsentient. It's that knowing that got that kind of that trigger of, oh no, this something's not good here. Now you could be both or you could be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And let's, I think like, what's, let's like for, for the average person who's like, what the, f- uh, what are you talking about? You see what, right? So, because I was once one of those people going, um, I was trained that if you saw things, you were hallucinating. <laughs> So how do we know the difference between hallucination and real or same thing with hearing things? Like, is this an auditory hallucination or are we connecting? And it wasn't until having my own experiences of hitting into meditation and, and actually guide, guided visions helped me understand the mind's eye vision versus my physical ocular vision. So a lot of times I am kind of all three of the mental mediumships. I use all three senses and, and even more, there's more, there's even a taste and a smell. And I, I forget the names. I think that the tasting one is like Claire, it's like Claire, um, 
what's the word I'm looking yeah, for? I can't remember either. It, yeah. Um, oh, Claire, uh, Claire Gustin's. That's when you can taste something. When you're sensing a taste, like uh, Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium, she'll be, I taste yeah. pennies. I'm tasting yeah. little. That's a type of, of, of clear audience. Another one is um, like when you can smell, like a lot of times I'll smell a perfume of the mm -hmm. person. I'll be like, I smell something very floral. Did she used to wear a perfume or did she work in a garden or did she, is she connected to flowers? Um, and that's Claire Alliance, Claire Alliance. So that's smelling. So there's different senses. There's all over. So yeah. yes. And then there's clear cognizance, which yeah. and is that's generally what happens to me. Like, I don't know why I know something. I just, and I, I don't, I can't tell you why I know it. I just know it. And it is true. And that's it. And that right. that's. And that's also, it's very similar to clairsentient. It's that sense mm -hmm. of knowing. Um, and yes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk but about. I feel like, like when, when, I, when I see you feeling something, it's, it's like you feel it like it's almost like how it is to be like an empath and you you step into somebody's negative energy and you're like oh god I feel it in my like I I feel it like I also know what's going on but I like straight up feel it I've seen you like you know some certain parts of your body will start to coincide with what that spirit is doing or felt or whatever yeah that's more physical mediumship yeah okay sorry I'm I'm a Head. I'm ahead. I'm excited. The <laughs> <laughs> so clairvoyance for me is what will happen is if someone comes to me from another, uh, from, from a loved one or someone, I usually, my eyes are always closed when I'm working. That's why I love doing it over zoom because we turn our videos off. My eyes are generally always closed throughout the whole session because I use my eyelids as a movie screen. <laughs> so what's happening is, and sometimes I don't, because if you, if you ever watch me do readings online, sometimes I look like down and that's like, and I kind of like disconnect and I kind of go away because I'm, I'm, I'm listening or I'm reading or I'm seeing what they're saying. So that happens a lot. Um, they show me events or they'll show me as if it's kind of a movie in a sense, they'll say, um, they'll put up a picture of, you know, them maybe working on a truck or a car. And I'll be like, Oh, did you used to work? You know, they, they're showing me them working on a vehicle or working on a piece of farm equipment. Was were they farmers or, you know, I'll give them what the visual is. So, because sometimes that visual is connects to activities that that other person did with that loved one. Mm -hmm. Um, not always, sometimes it's just, it just affirms that they're there because when, when I can pick out details, like on the, what the truck was, I'm like, Oh, I see a red Ford truck. I think it's a Ford. Did they have one? It, those types of things helps them confirm that they know that I'm really connecting with their grandparent right. or their loved one, because okay. the first thing out the gate is usually spirit understands people are very skeptic and I get it. You need to be skeptic because there are some freaking charlatans out there. I tell don't you, you know. it's like, there's always someone that's trying to sell their gifts that don't really have the gift. 
Yeah. So when, what does spirit knows that and spirit, what spirit does usually out the gate is give me, they give me, they show me a visual of something that only that person knows that they've not told me anything about. I know nothing about this person, but they'll give me some visuals and they'll say, you know, and, and, or sometimes they'll appear like that one reading out of nowhere, this older gentleman appears wearing a red cap, very farmer, like very had the, you know, didn't necessarily have the overalls, but had working man type of clothing. And I'm like, but he's wearing this red cap and he's smiling and he was talking in a different language. So I had no idea what he was saying, (laughs) but he was smiling. And I, cause, and then I asked one of my guides, I'm like, could you translate? And so they were translating and they were telling me what he was saying and he was smiling and he was beaming. And, and cause he was saying he was proud of that person and whatever. And the only thing that she took away from that moment was the red cap. Yeah. Because that's what was important to her. It was that hat. Like who knew that he always wore that red hat, her and him and their family. No one else, not me. I don't know that. So that's why, that's how I use my clairvoyance is they'll give me, show me images, messages, show me scenes. and, and, And it's just, I think more or less for me, it confirms to them that they're in the right place that that person, that energy is still here. Mm-hmm. Now, clear audience. This is where it gets tricky because, and this is, and I understand why the universe sends me visuals first and then sends me audio later. It's because I'm connecting to that person because it's, it's helping me distinguish the voice of that person versus the voice of my guides. Because sometimes my guides will help that person show up in a brighter way because they're not sure what they're doing or how to connect. Yeah. So that will often happen. But I, but as they show me the visual and they show me the person, it's like that person's there with me and I can see their lips move and I get an understanding of their voice, what they sound like and and how I'm hearing them. Mm -hmm. And if they're talking in a foreign language, a lot of time they will, um, they will, they will translate for me or they'll show me, or they'll tell me what they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I don't, someday I'll learn Spanish again, but um, I seem to have a lot of connected to a lot of um, Latino, Latinx, Latina type of Mm -hmm. Mexican energy. (laughs) Like, Mm-hmm. No, why? But I seem to, you know, they seem to show up at my door because they think I can understand them. And I'm like, no say, no say, no say, <laughs> no hablo. <laughs> well, so, so tell when you hear, yeah. And again, like it's kind of like the visual. Like I don't like you don't like how I'm looking at my microphone right now. Yep. I know that it's a physical microphone. I know that I'm in the physical. Well, I think I know if we're going to get a little weird about it. I think I know I could be in the simulation. I don't know, but I, I think I know that I'm here right now and I'm looking at it. I physically see it. I see the sphere of it. I like, I can touch it. Right. But when you're seeing through your, and I love the idea of the closing your eyes and the movie screen, because I think that that's like a very visual thing that we can all think of is like, Oh, okay. So you're blanking out. And we know what a blank screen is like, put the picture up, right. Got it. What do you hear? 
how does it sound? Does it sound like a person's voice? Do you just know that it's a voice and there's words? Both. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. Think of something like have your brain talk to you, say something to yourself as if your brain was telling you like, Hey, you got to go do the dishes, have your brain engage your brain into in conversation. You hear that, right? What side of your head do you hear that on? My right. Okay. That's your brain. That's you. When you're asking for messages, or you can even try it now, say you're intuitive, ask for a message about um, how you're feeling right now and what your next step in your journey is. Where do you hear it? Where do you hear it? Right here. I can even point to the spot that started to hear it from a different place. So you hear it here. I hear it back here. I hear it as if somebody's behind my ear talking to me but we didn't hear it through our eardrums again people are thinking uh, like and this is why I wanted to do this is because I feel like there's so many question marks about it that people that's what keeps the skeptics skeptics right like in addition to you know actually experiencing it but like you know they're like what's the difference between you and a schizophrenic you know what I mean like please you know like that's what I hear a lot of people saying and it's like yeah you're not hearing like like how I hear the dog that's barking outside right now you're just hearing right you're you're using the word hearing because we don't have another word that can connect it's the voice part of it inner it's that inner ear it's like inner eyesight it's that inner auditory and Sometimes when I'm in the space, I can hear, I, I, you don't hear it, but I can hear their voice, like, because I hear the voice, but I can distinguish where the voice is coming from and what voice it is by which side of my body I'm receiving it from. Yeah. So I'm a major left brain person. So when my brain's talking to me, I hear it on my left brain. Yeah. Uh, whereas my right brain, which is super creative and I'm not as, I, I'm not as a, I'm not as experienced with my right brain creativity. That's where my intuition comes. Cause my left brain, I think would want to kick it out and say, not true. Makes so much my sense. right brain is like, no, let's let it all in. I love this shit. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, oh my God, I'm hearing things. Um, but it's also, there's a tonality. So I don't necessarily hear an audio with my physical ear process. Like the the little bones in my ears doesn't necessarily hear it, but I hear it as if you know what your parents sound like, you know, what your family, each person in your family, the tone of voice, how they speak, you hear that. I hear that the same way. So that distinguishes to me who is saying what. Like my guides come in and they're very, hello, Amy, do this or Grace, you need to do this, this, and this. And people who are like my loved, their loved ones come to me in a very foreign voice. Like I've never heard them before. Like, oh my God, who's that? Yeah. So it works in distinguishing that way. Now. Thank you. Like, this is what I wanted to do it really and truly is because I feel like, like what we were talking about before, before we hit record earlier of like, there's so much that we just know because we know it. Mm -hmm. And when we try to explain to people, 
we start over their heads because we're, we're there are a lot of things that we think are givens that are not. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you don't we, know that? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, truly, I didn't understand the mind's eye. People would say the mind's eye, the mind's eye, the mind's eye. And then it was put to, honestly put together when I was doing a visualization exercise with hockey. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not doing it, but I see myself doing it. That's what the freaking mind's eye is. Like, but I didn't, I couldn't understand that because nobody had ever said, said it to me like that. And, and so like, that's why I wanted to do this is like, when you, when, when people come to see us, what is grace doing? What is grace experiencing? What, you know what I mean? Like, how is that coming through? And yes, everybody else has their own thing and you can watch, you know, Teresa, she's hilarious. I think she's freaking hysterical, but you'll see the difference in her. You'll see the difference in Tyler Henry. You'll see the difference in what's his name, John, whatever, John Edwards, like just, it's amazing, but there's so much of that basic stuff that people don't understand. And I really think that the skepticism can like, like at least curiosity can come in if we can link it. Yep. And I'm not afraid of skeptics. I'm glad everybody should have a healthy dose of skepticism. I'm not, I'm not telling you whatsoever to not be skeptic. I'm telling you to be skeptic, but with an open mind of allowing the process don't be so skeptical that you're blocking the process because yes. a lot of times skeptics, the energy of being a skeptic means you shut yourself down and you're yes. not receiving energy and not willing to receive energy from yes. anywhere. That's out of fear. And you need to step back from fear. And if you really want to speak to your loved one, then you need to be open enough for them to come forward, to connect to you. Yes. If you're not connecting to anything or anything, nothing's going to come through yes. now. Let me, let me finish my, my types. And then we're going to talk about, and then, then I want to talk about how to choose a medium um, as well. I hope Vanessa, I hope you're writing down all these tangents. I talk about my, what I'm going to talk oh, about. God. I'm going to forget them all. I'm not. However, I'm a little bit like, perhaps we should have broken this into chunks. <laughs> I know. Cause I'm like, I'm already like, well, okay. Um, yeah. Like, and I'm not even kidding about that. I almost think that we should make sure that we're saving some stuff because as much as we want to do basics, um, I do want elaborations too. Like I really, there's so much involved in it that I don't want to rush. I want, I mean, there's two reasons why I want this to be there is like, I I want people to be curious. I mean, we know that this is what I, I want everybody to like want to know stuff and want to do stuff and want to whatever. But I also think that it's helpful for people to understand you, right? Like people are coming to our lives and people are, are maybe on the fence about whether or not they want to connect with you. And if they can understand what's happening and how the process exists, I feel like it's just helpful. It gets, it lets you get to know what you're going to get and understanding it really helps people relax. (laughs) So let's, let's go on to clear sentient. Okay. Clear sentient is like a clear feeling. So if you think about it, clear means clear. So clairvoyance is a clear seeing, clear hearing, clear knowing. And this is that sense of like, you feel like a touch or a smell, or there is a sense of, um, like, I'll get a pain in my side sometimes. 
this is where this crosses over into physical mediumship. It, it rides in both lines, but I'll get to physical mediumship in a second. So when we talk about like, like every now and again, like I'll be like, I'll, I'll work with a spirit and I'll feel like my kidneys and I'll be like, oh, did they have an issue with their kidneys or their back or something? And they're like, yeah, they were on dialysis before they did. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm feeling. Like I can actually feel sometimes their physical issues, like what they were challenged with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's clear sentient. Um, and you know, to me, that's one of the, also one of the more, um, confirming factors, like when you actually feel somebody's physical pain and you can describe it to others, they're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what he suffered or she suffered with. Yeah. So, and does that come across also as like a, like when, when you think about feelings, cause I've seen you do this before too, where like out of nowhere, you start to cry. That sometimes, but that's me reading the person's energy. Um, and, and I'm going to get into my own personal process with this. And it's very different than a lot of people's because I treat my mediumship very differently. I do not, um, use it all of the time because of for safety reasons for me. And for the fact that I can't do a true mediumship reading in 10 minutes, it doesn't work for me. So I don't do it. I'll do intuitive readings. I'll do psychic readings, but I generally mediumship readings takes a lot of processing and a lot of energy from me. So I will not do it when I'm doing multiple readings in one day. So that's as an aside, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, So physical mediums, a physical medium is a person that when the spirit is jumping them, where they can enter their body and they'll feel maybe how they died. They'll feel their illness. They'll see them. Of course, you know, it's, they have all the clairs and more, um, you know, it's, it's bringing forth the physical evidence of like the spirit itself. So knocking, hearing knocking, like a spirit will be knocking. Um, that's a form of physical mediumship, like when hearing those things. Ectoplasm. So there was a study done. Now, some people took it too far and got fraudulent with it, but there was a study done that is a substance that's taken from the medium's body, like they ooze this ectoplasm when they're in trance. And it's mixed, mixed with like ethereal substance. And, and it, it, it's a way that the spirit affects the physical body. Like we're talking hardcore effects. Mm-hmm. Um, that's less, less known. And that's also, you don't see that a lot, mm-hmm. but I've heard that it is true and that it does happen. There was a study, I think one person, it happened to one person. And I think that a study was done and then it was taken too far and, and created, sure. you know, more charlatans. Um, but there, it is possible. And then you have like levitation, telekinesis. Um, those who are physical mediums, like, you know, a lot of the shows I've watched have like 
a medium working with people and they're like, and they talk about the experiences they're having, say in their homes, some of that is the person themselves because they themselves are a medium and mm-hmm. their anger and their upset and their emotion comes from glasses flying off the shelf. Like things, you know, them, they themselves, their emotions are creating this telekinesis, which is that idea of levitation or the idea of things moving on their own. Mm-hmm. So then you get into the idea of materialization, like a seance. Remember those old tiny movies where everybody was in a circle <laughs> creating the seance? I'm not saying that that wasn't true, but man, yeah. Hollywood has glamorized it. Yeah. Um, but that sometimes can bring the physical manifestation of the, the ghost or the spirit into the room. Um, and, and they can knock, they can, they can shake the table, they can do things, they can, they, they, you creating a physical interaction with the spirit itself. Then you have what many people use as a therapy tool called automatic writing. Mm-hmm. So automatic writing is not just for mediumship. It's for a lot of things. Automatic writing is your connection to the soul of that person. And sometimes when we automatically write, when we're listening or we're automatically putting to paper words that are not coming through you because you may not even, I don't, I don't even know what that is. Like um, it can be a way to connect with people on the other side. It can also, it's also a good way to connect to people who are living that you can't have conversations with. So for example, um, you know, like my mother, I do a lot of automatic writing because I need to confront her with the trauma that she's given me or the damage she's done and what she did. And so that's another way to be a physical medium. Now, how we all get into that space of being a medium and, and being, and using our gifts is completely different. Everybody is different. Everybody approaches it differently. Sometimes people will want to, you know, meditate. Sometimes people will want to go into trance. Sometimes people will, um, you know, just need to be there and they just come. Um, You know, a lot of us, we, we approach it in different ways. Um, A lot, when I have, when I'm doing something, when somebody has died, especially with friends, a lot of times what will happen is I will create a meditation for them to sleep because most of the time when people are upset, they're grieving, they have a hard time sleeping. So uh, often I create these meditations for them to sleep. And nearly every single time I do this for for them, their loved one comes through with a message. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways I'm meditating for them to sleep, but yet giving them straight messages from their loved one Mm -hmm. and, or someone helping them. Because when somebody first passes, not, they're sometimes not accessible right away on the other side. So um, a person who has been on the other side for a while will sometimes another loved one will bring the message or bring that energy forward. Um, And that's often what will happen. How I approach mediumship is I feel it's coveted. I don't, I, and I don't get me wrong. I don't think how everybody else doing it is wrong. That's not, that's, that's not me to judge. 
I think I'm, I'm glad that they do it. I'm glad that they share their gift with the world. I'm glad that they're able to access it. But mediumship is like a muscle. It's like being intuitive. It's a muscle. You must flex it frequently. I don't flex it as frequently, um, first of all, because it takes a lot of energy for me. And second of all, I covet the space that I create around that session in a sense of, I don't want everyone to do it on the fly. I don't ever, I, I always, people that do come to me or that um, for sessions are usually people who are deep in grief. And I need to honor that space of their grief and not rush them through the process. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll come, they'll show up. I mean, I talk to Vanessa all the time and her grandma will show up or her, you know, and I just be like, yeah. Aunt she- Mary. Yeah. Or your Aunt Mary. Sorry. I yeah. see your grandma. <laughs> she loves to come in and be like. <laughs> so she'll show up sometimes and be like, look. Um, and she'll, and, and but she loves to knit. That's why I call her grandma. Um <laughs> And so like, I'll see, you know, she'll show up. I don't see her. I hear her, but I don't see her. Um, my friend, uh, my friend, Tammy, who I talk with all, she has, she has a grandmother and she started connecting with me when I was doing her healings. And so then I encouraged Tammy to connect with her in her own way, because I'm like, dude, it's like, you have the power to do that. It's not just me. Mm -hmm. So that's my approach to doing it and why I'm kind of less, less Teresa Caputo and more behind the scenes, not something I, um, I do as a, uh, as a gig, so to speak. Um, I'm I'm very, I covet my uh, connection to the other side and I'm still exploring it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be reverent of what I'm doing because you can access more. See, the danger with mediums is that you can access more than just beloved ancestors. Yeah. There's that was a- going to be one of my questions. I didn't have it written down, but one of my questions is going to be like about, you know, the, the experience of the different kinds of energies and spirits that can come in. You, the world, there are there are there's nefarious energies yes i hate to say this because i think people are afraid what will come through but when you create that safety container which is what i do which is why i'm very reverent of the ability um but there are beings out there there are shadow figures there are you know there are different beings that exist and some of them are here for not good reasons and some of them, you know, are here to hurt others and will hurt others. Um, there are portals that people unknowingly create because they have abilities in their homes. I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever seen The Dead Files. It is my favorite show because she's a physical medium and she sees the shit that she sees. I'm like, oh my God, I totally believe 100% in her abilities. Um, yeah. But I don't want to access that. So I create safety and protection, doing my best to access it the way that I access it. Um, She does it because she's looking for answers for homeowners. So it's Mm -hmm. a different, she's just wide open and experiencing where I'm very selective and just say that, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was how to choose a medium. Yes. Your intuition, everybody has it. It's not, it's, we're usually ignoring it. 
it's yes. Usually that gut feeling that you get where you're like, uh, I don't feel something's right here with this one. Yeah. It's your gut telling you that you're not at the right place. There are times that I cannot connect with people that they're asking me to connect with. Mm-hmm. And that means I mean, they're not in the right place and I will refer them to a different person. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Debbie um, from Whispering Winds. She is my medium that I go to, to interact with my ancestors. Um, and, you know, I know different ones and I know some people are going to come through for me and some people are going to come through for others. So it's not that one person is less connected or not. It's just that my energies aren't able to receive from that person. Yeah. And I will say this, like, you know, personal experience that, um, uh, there's a certain group of people that I've been meeting with that I have a grandfather that, that talks to them who has never come through ever anywhere, like at all. Like we barely talked when he was live. <laughs> like that's how much the communication wasn't, but it's like, my aunt Mary's everywhere. She, she's like, I will talk to anybody. That's how she was in life too. My grandfather, not so much. And it was funny because you know, the last time was when I caught that and I thought, oh, like there must be some sort of like comfort level and I didn't understand that again, like, this is why we're doing this is to like, have people understand what's actually happening. You know, that if there was a time in my life where I wanted to talk to my grandfather and he didn't feel comfortable or he didn't feel the vibe, or he wasn't like, like there was some mismatch of how that message was going to get through. It's not going to happen. And it's okay. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't make the medium wrong. It doesn't mean that he's not whatever. It's just you know, the way it is and being able to accept that because some people don't, you know, and, and it's hard, it's hard because when you want something, you want something and I get that. But, um, every medium I've ever seen, including you has said exactly that. Like sometimes they're not going to come forward. Mm -hmm. It's their choice. We can't just tell them what they can do over there. (laughs) Plug into their energy and you're going to get a conversation. They've declined yeah. the call. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good way to say it. Like phones ring and they're not answering. <laughs> They've declined or they not today, not right now. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's important. Yeah. And, and don't get stuck in to the idea that it's going to look like TV psychics. Okay. It may, it may not. Yeah. Trust the experience is going to be for what it is. And something that I love about Teresa Caputo is that she says all the time is that, you know, trust that when you're thinking of them, when you see something that represents them, when they come forth to your mind, it's them saying, I'm here. Yep. Whenever there's a blue jay, that's my dad's symbol of being here. Blue jays are jerks. And and I kind of represent. I know and they're the bullies of the animal of the bird king bird whatever and I, I always I kind of laugh I'm like you chose a bluebird for real and and then he's like yeah I'm kind of a jerk sometimes I'm like okay as long as you know that <laughs> yeah right like, so we are in agreement yeah. <laughs> and, and remember two things they keep their personality they don't all of a sudden become amicable and all-knowing if they're crotchety people 
on the other side, on this side. They're going to be crotchety people on the other side. My grandfather is like one of the most stoic, nonverbal type of people I ever met in my life. And Debbie will always say, there's, there's a gentleman that's kind of hanging off on the sides and he's just standing there not saying anything. I'm like, oh, that's grandpa. And she's like, and she's like, and she's like, oh yeah, he's nodding. Yep. That's who I am. Because he doesn't say anything. And I'm like, yeah, just no, lurking. That's, that's him. He just lurks around and he's there to support, but yet doesn't have much to say. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally my grandfather. But they see a bigger picture of what their life was like, what, what the things like my dad, when I first connected with him after he died, he was like, he, she, I was, he said that, you know, he was apologizing for how he acted in the end and how he was just, he was not connecting with me. And he was very um, like, cause I, when I drove him back to Pennsylvania to live with me till he passed, he was very like, like I would hold his hand and be like, we're almost there, dad. And he would like take his hand away and like be very like gruff about it. And he was super apologetic and super like he was worried about me and, and how I was going to take him dying and whatever. And I'm like, no, that's cool. Because they do, they do see a bigger sense of, of what is happening, an overarching sense of their life. Mm-hmm. And it isn't like they're like, oh, you know, I'm all love and light now, but they have a, a more pure sense of what's happening. But here's the thing. When they talk, when you talk about their personalities and keeping their same characteristics, you know, they also, there's a bit of a thought process that they keep. My dad always wanted me to have a storefront to do my work. He wanted me to be able to get set up do my healing. That was what he wished for me before he died. He was hoping mm-hmm. I would move to North Carolina with him and move to, you know, that space and he could find me a storefront and get me set up and, and get me healing and doing the things that I love to do because, you know, he finally believed in what I did after years of making fun of me. He finally understood and he understood how much I changed and healed in a short period of time using what I did. Cause I always used to argue with him. He always says work. And then the love comes. And I said, no, love is always first. That was our, we used to fight about that. I'm like, you always love first and get later. Yeah. And when he was dying, he finally understood it, but he wanted that for me, but that's not necessarily what I wanted for myself or was capable of doing. So in a lot of the readings that I've had with him since then, he, he harps on the storefront thing. And I think that's his, his agenda. It's not mine. So anytime we're talking with him and we're conversating, I always take it with a grain of salt. Like, okay, yep, I know that's what you want for me. And sometime that might happen in the future, but right now here's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, um, And so understand is that we don't need to give our power away to people, even on the other side, love them, love the messages that they're sharing, let them give you hope. I mean, the idea of a storefront has given me hope. The idea of a center gave me hope. It Mm -hmm. gave me direction and it gave me that sense of, yes, what I'm doing is what I need to do because it is my passion. So just be, take everything with kind of a, Oh, okay. With an understanding of they're still who the humans that they are, they just 
are in their in in the sense of they see a bigger picture if that makes sense mm-hmm. what else am i missing vanessa <laughs> Oh, well, like I said, I feel like this, this, this can be broken up into lots of chunks um, of different, uh, you know, just different facets of what, what exists over there and what, what things look like and how, how you can go in and out and how you connect and who, who connects what way. And, um, you know, I, I think for me, like, I, I've been trying to, and, and, bringing up this topic was trying to get into that space of the the curious skeptic right like the person and usually when when somebody's a curious skeptic I think of them as somebody who wants to believe so they're just waiting for something that helps them understand it's not even always just the evidence right it's just the helping of the understanding like when you did that exercise of what where is it hitting you when it's your voice it was kind of like okay, there's a physical evidence type thing that somebody can connect with of like, oh, you know, like, well, if I never knew that before and I just experienced it, okay, tell me more, (laughs) you know, like kind of like I'm interested. And so that's what I've been coming at it with like this, because again, like I went from a person who like, I can remember being a child and wanting to believe, right? Like I would... I would watch the horror movies like Ouija (laughs) and like, you know, those movies, but they were based in the spirit connection, which I always was like obsessed with the idea that other people could do it, that it wasn't just Jesus either. Like that we weren't just talking to God, like we could talk to other people and where do people go? And from that, it was like, you know, just kind of searching for something and getting ripped off by people who are not true and knowing it right like you have the gut feeling of like oh I don't know man and then others that you were skeptical of and then later you're like oh because I I got I got a reading in uh um in the Bronx was the Bronx City Island so yeah Bronx and I was like what like whatever dude like I don't even know what you're talking about six years later (laughs) what she said was gonna happen happened (laughs) And like, at the time I was like, there's no possible way. It was a person coming back into my life. I was like, that's not happening. Like this person and I will never speak again. And it wasn't true. But I had forgotten all about that, that experience. I had forgotten all about that reading, you know? Um, And then when it happened, it kind of hit me. And I was like, I remember that lady told me that, like, there was no timeline. I wanted timeline. The timeline doesn't exist, man. Like it's all it's she's just reading energy and telling me what she sees there the timeline time isn't a thing we make up time anyways um so going from like kind of those experiences and then having my own experiences it's like I want more people to go through that path to follow the curiosity and you know start to understand some of the concepts and maybe you can't access it yourself maybe that's not something that you're you're able to do right now you can, if you want to, <laughs> but I mean, everybody has that ability, but you know, and then again, like between you and Holly and stepping into your gifts and watching and believing and understanding and having the courage to look at my own possible 
you know, connection with the divine. Um, I think if more people could do it, if more people could understand it, if more people could feel the feeling of connectedness, like the world would be a different place. So this is, you know, again, kind of like my way of being like, I want more people to be curious. And some of the things that I've asked you, I, I believe are things that I had in my own heart and soul at one point, but also things that I hear people saying, it's not possible. It's you're making it up. Um, so I'll ask you this. How difficult is it for you to read for somebody that, you know, it's, it's extremely, I don't ever. Yeah. I will pull cards for people. I will do general readings, like general intuitive readings, or I'll connect to the angels and do angel readings or angel healings. I'll bring in information that way, but I generally don't do any type of uh, intentional mediumship. Because what happens is, is like I said, I'll be doing a meditation for someone who's lost a loved one. And Mm -hmm. if it's a friend and their stuff comes through, I don't have a choice, but I don't intentionally read for family members or for people I know. Why? Because I'm too close to the situation. Oftentimes, and even readings and doing that um, and doing healings and stuff, I have to be very careful because I, when doing a healing, I energetically step aside and allow spirit and the angels to work through me and high level beings and whatever, and bring in the messages and the healing energy. I don't want to take control over the body again until that's complete. And so if I hear or see something that I'm afraid of what they'll say or do, or how it'll impact them, I may pull back. I may like not say it. And then that's me re-engaging control of my, of, and shutting off that conduit that pipeline that I become Mm -hmm. and so I'm very particular about how I do people I it reading somebody you don't know so freaking easy yeah um and it's just trusting what you're getting trusting the feeling the vibe but it can be very difficult um you know but it's not to say that I won't do it but generally I don't intentionally I refer people who need closure from a death or from some sort of something like that to Debbie yeah that I refer to her to her because she's not, she's not going to know you. She's not going to know anything about you. Whereas you say to me, well, you knew that, which is why I don't do that. Yeah, exactly. That's what, and then that was kind of like what I think, um, again, like when you think of people in general, that's one of the things that people think they think well well, you're going to give me a general reading then you're going to ask me questions and then as you get more information from me you'll start to make educated guesses right and so then there then becomes that conversation of well prove it to me what's something how many times right like what's something that only they them and I would know like I don't like unless they want to tell me I can't tell you shit (laughs) like I can try but you know, you're in, you're not in a space to receive your energy isn't in that space to receive. So, um, yeah, like I I think that that's, that's something that a lot of people, um, question too. And, and when you were talking about finding a medium, um, that was kind of kicking around in my head is, is kind of like, you know, for your own, if you are going into it skeptically, go find somebody who has no possible way of knowing you 
one of the things when I first started watching Teresa Caputo was that she was like, I get their phone number and their name. And she said, if you think I'm Googling you, don't even show up. <laughs> like that was one of the things that she said. She's like, if you question, if I looked up your life, you thought I had the time to sit down and rip you off, don't show up, cancel your appointment. Cause that's not how I operate. And, you know, to me, it was like, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because what are you, you're going to pay money and then not listen. You're going to like use the energy of that person to like connecting to spirit and then waste it. Like, no, don't even bother. So go find somebody that doesn't, that couldn't possibly know you call them up, (laughs) schedule a session and, and see what happens and be open to that um, experience. What do you think? Okay. So now this is one thing that um, it kind of, I mean, I, I know kind of the answer to this because I had the same experience with you and with Holly, but um, what do you think about other people learning how to access their gifts? Do you think that everybody has the ability to, um, and why or why not? I feel like I'm like, I'm like, uh, interviewing, interviewing you, (laughs) interviewing a medium. Um, when you say, before I answer that question, define gifts. Um, other uh, connection to spirit, like okay. in, 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 a ch- I guess, I guess I'm saying like in a ch- channel type way. Okay. So everyone has intuition. I feel ground level intuition. Everybody has that gut feeling. Everybody walks into a room and they go, Oh, this doesn't feel right. Okay. You all have that sense of that's our fight or flight. Why do you think we have that adrenal system, that, that, that process in our body that, that, you know, parasympathetic nervous system where the sympathetic gets to the sympathetic. Yeah. Um, that says fight or flight because we have intuitive hits. Everybody has it. Now I feel everybody has the ability to connect with spirit. Some people has, have allowed their 3D world to disconnect them. This was something I was reflecting on with my therapist this week. Was when I finally decided to own my ability to connect with spirit is when my life began to unfold in the way that I wanted it to. When I was disconnected from spirit, i.e. my family shutting it down, telling me I was lying, the whole process of me, I was so in my 3D world of what do I look like? How much money can I make? How much this, how much that? I disconnected myself so far from spirit. So when I was able to encourage, and now and I reconnected my ability through learning how to do Reiki. It's like the gateway energy healing that most people do. It's a beautiful energy. I love it. I, there's different flavors of it. There's like two main overarching basis of Reiki. And then there's like offshoots of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times certain offshoots, you're required to know a certain base level Reiki, um, or 
however you say it. I say it Reiki. Um, but when I started on the journey and I reconnected back to spirit, I realized that's when life started for me. That's when I was able to see all the, the incongruencies in my life and where things were not okay and I wasn't okay. And my people pleasing, my codependency, it unlocked this sense of that. Now, many people are afraid. They like their story. They like living in the 3D world and they don't want disruption. So they're going to reject spirit. They're going to reject their connection to spirit because they're too invested in who, what, what they, um, what's happening in their 3D world. My mother has been told many a time she's intuitive. I believe it. I believe my grandmother was too, but their pain in the 3D world was so big that they can't, they don't have the ability to access it. Mm -hmm. Anybody can. I encourage those of you who want to do it for yourself first. Yes. Don't get into this game as if, oh, I need, I want the money. I want to earn money. No, if you're doing mm -hmm. that, you're doing us, the rest of us in this world, a disservice. Yep. That's where you create charlatanism. I'm going to throw this shit at the wall and I'm going to make tons of money telling people things that I don't even need to connect to spirit you're going to be in to create a situation where you are the charlatan. Yeah. You connect to spirit for yourself first, for your own well-being, for your need to heal yourself. That's, I feel, how it comes. Now, there are some people, my friends, that you are born with it and you are connected to it right away. It's been fostered in you. It's been, it's been in you for your whole life and you have known it and you have owned it. I admire the shit out of you. I do. I really do. Those of you who have had people in your life that understand your gift and who have, who have fostered it and grown it and, and allowed you to blossom into that. I admire you. I do. I really do. But so many of us who have it have been shut down at some part of our life from our family who know nothing about it. Usually it's a highly religious family because, yeah. because generally that's what religion says. It's that it's evil. And a lot this of religions, how the witches got burned. Well, and a lot of religions will say that women can't be healers. It's only the men. There's a current religion that says women can't be healers. And a lot of my friends who are of that religion disconnected from me because I am a healer. Yeah because of that that's fine that's their choice but so there's a lot of belief systems there's a lot of 3d stuff that get in the way i encourage you if you have if you're like man i i feel i'm connected i sometimes will hear like i i, I think i hear the angels or i hear you know i feel things i see things and they come true and they're they're this and they're that explore it Explore it for your own well-being. Get mm -hmm. in there. Go take a go take a healing class, or go take a class that helps you practice and and get intuitive. Like that's the most fun when you get a group of people that are practicing their gift. Um, find somebody who's a mentor. Uh, you don't always need a mentor. I didn't have one until a couple years into my journey, and then that mentor didn't last very long. And then I went to another mentor. <laughs> uh, 
who uh, didn't, she, I mean, I still get in touch with her and, you know, we lasted for a little bit, but my last mentor, I'm still, I'm doing the work. Um, I'm, I'm teaching her work um, in collaboration. So I encourage you to just try to seek, you know, you can do little things like by guessing, like what's my gas, what's the number I'm going to pay in my gas, you know, hundred dollars. But no, when, you know, you think about these things, like what numbers are going to come up or, you know, finding, thinking about you play little games with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at somebody's like, if you, we used to play the game where you, you, we put, everybody put something in the bowl that, that means something to them. And we'd all take one from the bowl and we'd all be feeling it and, and speaking what we say, what we see, what we mm-hmm. felt, what we heard from it. And, mm-hmm. and that's a good way too. Um, when it comes to mediumship, sorry, that's my cat. Did you hear that sigh? She is like, I'm done with this mom. She's like all snuggled. Um, so when it comes to mediumship, I super duper duper encourage you to reach out to another medium to be a a little, not a mentor, but to help guide you. Mm -hmm. When it started happening to me, I got freaked out. Like I was kind of like, Oh, what the hell is this shit? I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. I'm like, yeah, I can own psychic, but I don't know that I can own being a medium. Mm -hmm. And so I really was scared for a while and I stopped myself from doing it. Um, but more and more, more and more, as I've stepped into it, I'm like, okay, I, the one thing I always encourage people to do, if they're working to become towards a medium and they know that they are always in your heart before every time you use it, you ask to be a clear vessel and to you share the truth and help give them what they're looking for today. And just always set the intention that you become as a pure vessel to spirit and those around you. So, because that's so important. Your intention is everything. Mm-hmm. Did I answer your question or did I have more that I didn't answer? <laughs> no, you answered it. Cause I think, you know, like, again, like um, it's part of that giving the power away conversation, um, which, you know, you're always very clear that we don't give our power away, that we just kind of take what it is that we're hearing and apply if it applies, don't apply if it doesn't apply, but like that we always have our own um, autonomy about what we hear and and see or whatever. Um, but I think it, it to me, um, you know, Holly used to tell me the same thing because she kind of went from her whole life she had it but she was told like that she was crazy and all this kind of stuff and had to stuff it down and so then when there was some sort of validation that showed up in her life where she was like oh you know like okay I'm not you know it was kind of like all right so then she would join these things and I just remember sitting at her kitchen table and she was like Vanessa so many people could have this if they could just believe in it and listen and be quiet and like just let go of all of the things and I was like what in the hell are you talking about like because to me I was sitting over here going 
you, it's like the skills that I went to school for, you don't have, cause I went to school for them. Right. Like it's, it, it was very clear cut of like, this is how you get skills. Right. <laughs> like I don't have those, you have those. And, you know, having that conversation with her and, you know, just being like, okay, I don't know what that means though. And then going through life and, you know, I'm blessed to on a weekly basis to sit down with you so that when I have weird things happen, to me I get to be able to talk it out right like who the fuck is telling me to put lemons in my my chicken soup you know like I'm in I'm just trying to make some chicken soup and I just keep like why why is somebody telling me to put lemon you know right like I remember having that conversation you were like well somebody that you connect with in the kitchen is telling you to put lemon I mean it's very simple it's happening like you're, and you had that conversation with me of like, because you're opening up and you're allowing things to come in, they're coming in and you can choose to close it. If you want to close it, you can choose to accept it if you want to accept it. And through that journey that it has made me more curious. And that's what I want people to do. I want people to get curious and be like, well, what else? <laughs> Cause that's, was my journey. Well, what else? Mm-hmm. And then as, as it goes, I, I learned to see that a lot of the connections that I have in my life that didn't make any sense before, now they make sense because we're all connected into this spirituality ring that I didn't know existed in my life. People that I've stayed in touch with since high school, a little bit. Now I'm seeing why, <laughs> because we're all jumping into this kind of like all together. And, you know, she invited me, come see what you like. If you don't like it, same thing that you said, just shut it down. You have the ability to open it. You have the ability to close it. And, you know, after you hear it so many times, (laughs) I think you just get curious and go look and poke around as long as you're doing it safely and protecting yourself. I mean, it really is. It's fun. I'm finding it fun because I'm doing it because of my curiosity. Right. Yes. Do I know I do it with my work? I do not. I know that now I didn't know it before. I just thought I was a really good therapist, <laughs> You are, you are. <laughs> Which I, but I didn't realize, I didn't realize until in the last year that I was like, sometimes I just say stuff, man. Like there's no basis for it. Like that I can, that I can communicate. It's just there, you know? And then it was like, Oh, okay what else? What else? Like, cause that's easy. It's fun, right? Like that's why I love my job It's because it's not the same every day because I sit down, I just see what flows and it's very easy for me. You know, it also explains why I have a real hard time working a full schedule because it's so energy depleting, but that's besides the point. Um, there's a lot of validation in there, by the way. Um, but you know, I've, I've did exactly what you just said, join a group of people so that you can safely practice people who are, are, um, of the same ilk, people who are open and understanding of everybody's different part of the journey and are welcoming. I mean, when I showed up there and said, I don't know Jack about any of this, except that I know that I have friends who do this and I think it's cool. And it was like, Oh, okay, well, let's see, let's see what happens enjoy dance a little bit, you know, just do what you need to do to feel like it is there. And, you know, there have been things that I've been able to experience that helped me understand. And 
because of that, I wanted to have this, like do this podcast of like, well, it worked for me to be curious. It worked for me to eliminate some of that doubt and like that weirdness and get at least enough answers that connect me to it so that I could experience the beauty of it, whether it is through somebody else reading me or through my own intuitive, whatever it is that I decide to do on a daily basis. Um, you know, and I knew that you could do that. <laughs> Grace, I knew that you could do it. And I wanted you to do it because I feel like that part of you is a part that um, is, is strong. Um, sometimes it just tr- kicks down the door when we're doing our lives, whether you like it or not. Oh my God. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like slow down. And I'm like, oh my God, that right. was, I, I just, I don't know if you can see the panic on my face. I'm like, oh. yeah, I, like, yeah. Okay, everybody slow down. Stop talking. <laughs> Sometimes the room can get crowded. Um, yeah. The biggest thing, there's a couple of things I want to share, points that I need to share. One is if you feel you're intuitive and you feel you're exhausted because you're intuitive, carry carry with you a black stone, whether it's tourmaline, obsidian, mm. jet, whatever it is, it's a protect, it's an energy protecting stone. And basically I carry a lot of tourmaline with me because I absorb and pick up on so much energy that going to the grocery store is exhausting. I don't do it anymore because COVID thankfully gave me the permission not to do it. But when I used to go, that's all I could do in a day because of the energy depletion of being around so many people. Mm -hmm. So if you're a person who's like, oh my gosh, that's me in crowds. I can't handle it. Carry some black tourmaline, get a nice necklace buy a ring or carry a piece of polished stone in your pocket or your bra, depending on who you know, I put in my bra. Cause yeah. it's just easier. Cause I don't, I, it's always there. And, um, and, and, you know, and whatever stone else speaks to you, but always carry a tourmaline. Mm-hmm. If you are a parent of a sensitive child, please do not shut them down. Yes. Please teach them how to manage their energy and how find someone who is intuitive. If you're not, and you're not sure what to do with, find Mm -hmm. someone to give you advice on how they can handle it. This one episode, Teresa, which I adored, Teresa met a, a young girl who was a medium and she was having a hard time sleeping. And like her parents have that nanny cam on their room and you could see her sit up and go, no, and then fall back to sleep. Like, I don't want to, because they're showing up in her bedroom. They're mm-hmm. here to help. Well, one help, but she can't help them. Yeah. And she, so they, they set the intention. They sage your room. They set some things and like, they created a little mantra to say that it's time for me to sleep. So no spirits can enter my room and, you know, and teach them how to, you know, begin to shut it down when they need to be sh- not connected. You mm-hmm. can teach them that. Or if you can't yourself find help, mm-hmm. don't shut their intuition down. We need yeah. these star seeds. We need these little beings of light because there's, they're what's going to help us, help yeah. us learn and help us bring comfort to a grieving family. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody dies tragically, the first thing I do is I'm like, you need to go talk to a medium because they need to get in touch with their loved one they need to hear that they're okay 
and that the grief doesn't stop and it doesn't go away. But when you have the ability to talk to that person, it makes it a little less severe. Sure. Um, you know, and I know this is silly. When I had to put my TJ down, my kitty that I had for 20 years that went to Canada and back with me, moved to Arizona with me, like moved mm-hmm. everywhere with me. When I had to put her down because she, she was just done, I was... I wanted to denounce all of my gifts. I wanted to throw them away. I didn't want to deal with it because I was in so much pain and Mm -hmm. so much, I felt so awful. And my friend who is a psychic said to me, my cat, you're that cat came into my dreams last night. And I said, that's my cat. And I just put down and she, she's like, and she called me and she said, do you want to talk to her? And I just lost my shit. And I was like, yes, I do. And she described her. She described her energy. She mm-hmm. described how she used to lay next to me exactly. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation. She's like, what questions do you have for her? And all I needed to know was, was it the right time? And then in true TJ style, she said, yesterday would have been better. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. So it helped relieve my pain in a little bit, in a sense of feeling like I had murdered my cat. Um, Mm -hmm. And it helped me feel connected to her. So I know she's around because I would feel something jump on my bed and I'd be like, the fuck is that? Knowing that she wasn't there, but she was. Yeah. So those types of things help us deal with grief. That's why we need these, these beings of light is because there's so much grief happening in this world. And the more that we can connect people to their loved ones, the, 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 the little bit ease of that pressure of grief will happen. Yeah. In addition to creating, hopefully, if we can nail this down, a generation of children who listen to themselves and who create community and go back to what it is that we so desperately need right now, because of the turmoil that we're in a hundred percent. I agree because there's too many of those stories, like Holly's story, like your story of like shove that shit down as soon as it comes up, because the parent doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my, my little Scarlet in this house. I mean, I've always known that there's a spirit in this house. I've, I just, we would hear shit and I'd be like, well, it's obviously a spirit, you know, like, <laughs> to me it was like well that happens sometimes it's not hurting anybody so whatever we're good in her closet mom I I can't sleep there's something in my closet and I'm like okay like there was no questioning there was no whatever what do you need can you put a light there they don't like the light okay so I put a light up there we did the sage we did the whatever good to go you know like when we go places, she's very sensitive. If you have a sensitive child or you feel like you are a very sensitive person, the documentary called sensitive, um, I believe it was on Amazon prime. Um, you'll, you'll know you're in the right place. If you see Alanis Morissette, cause she's in it. Um, it's really just being about highly sensitive people. And they do talk about children and, and the differences of what it's like and what it looks like and how sometimes we see them as like, on the autism spectrum and, you know, just the whole, the whole being around 
um, of sensitivity to energy and some are more than others, but teaching them not to deny it so that they become um, sub, not just subdued. That's not the word that I'm looking for, but kind of tortured mm-hmm. because when you feel and you know, and you can't, it's, a, it's a, like a form of self-torture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we can allow that to allow people to exist, allow their feelings to be valid, allow their knowledge to be valid, to be able to explain, hey, you may know that, but this is not how we're going to behave about it versus telling them that they're wrong. That's how we fix humanity. <laughs> Truly, we think that we can fight our way out of it, but we can't. We have to love our way out of it. And, and it's going to be through this. I believe that anyway. You know, when you say we need our star seeds, I 100% believe that that's where the answer is. And that's what we're being called to do right now is to turn backwards into what used to be and turn backwards into what's innately here. And that is us and our energy and our connection and uh, go back to that. But I mean, that's an aside or not an aside, but (laughs) kind of a little bit because I think um, the healing that comes from what you do really matters. Even just the few times that I've been in this group and hearing um, what happens with the smallest bits of information that can only be known, like you said, only be known, but through that channel, you see the, you see the change in people's faces. You see the ability for them to have a different experience. If we could do that more, like, so like, it just, warms my heart to think of what kind of world we could actually have yep it's creating connection and Mm. it's not to say that we'll have every connection with every person that passes in our life but those of us who need who have really key humans that have impacted us we get to have that and i think it's important so um explore it don't be be yeah sure be skeptical but be be open be a curious skeptic you know be open to experiencing that in yourself and doing that and you know find mentors find people you trust take classes you know part of me thinks like oh Vanessa maybe we should offer a, a a our own practice like how to get into your intuition and how to practice like you know creating that type of environment in our in our group, maybe that's something for the future. But I think that, um, you know, the, doing automatic writing, doing energy, doing pendulum work, it's like all of that matters. All of that matters. It's all energy, friends. And, you know, if it's something you want to explore within yourself, do it. Find someone, find a mentor or reach out to me. I'll, I can lead you in the right direction or I can maybe guide you into you know, deciding what you want to do with it, how you want to further explore it. Do you want to go on the route of being a healer? Do you want to be a reader? Or do you just want to be just a medium? Or what What do you want to do? And I can give you suggestions and ideas and all of that. So reach and I out. can vouch. <laughs> I can vouch because she is my personal <laughs> guide in, in all of this. Every single week, I get more and more guidance. And if you have been following the journey of Vanessa, you see where it has, where it started and where it's going. And that value of um, 
the the and it's not just the mentorship and guidance it's the loving part of it that i think really matters the most that you that it's not you don't want to be pushed to achieve you just want to be led to yourself mm-hmm. and that's yeah so yes if this made you so curious and you're like oh my god am i a psychic <laughs> reach out maybe you that, that may be your intuitive hit to explore and get curious don't listen to what other people say by the way and if somebody somewhere is going to go no you're not yeah oh yeah well, trust me i got enough of those but i <laughs> i know who i am i've experienced it i've you know i've i've had those aha moments in my life and i've seen people have the epiphanic moments after having a session with me and mm-hmm. i know i know spirit led them there and spirit gave me the ability to step aside and allow them to work through me. So you betcha. Yeah. Woo. This was fun. I, I, Thank yeah. you. Thank you for like agreeing. Cause I felt like it was like, well, you're just going to sit in the hot seat <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I love it. I, I love sharing. I love talking about these things. I love, I, I, I love encouraging people to go do that for themselves, to use the tools. Cause it's like, and I, you know, and I'm going to share my friend Tammy's journey and, and, and opening up her tools and, you know, and she's, you know, she's, she's working on trusting her intuition. She's working on trusting that side of herself and believing she was always really connected with manifestations, but she, she in using the power of positivity, but she, she didn't realize that she had that gift. She had the ability to do it for herself. And she's using, learning how to create all of these tools, whether it's using Oracle cards, hanging on to crystals, doing a visualization meditation, regardless of what it is, she has the power to use them. And those powers, that power is tools that she has now to cope through upset, through learning something new about herself, for having compassion for her brain who wants to shut her down sometimes. You know, it's all of that aids you in your journey of becoming the ultimate version of yourself that version where you are your own ally you do know your worth you do care about yourself and your well-being you accept your being in your space in this world where you can manifest your heart's desires and you can actualize it all like it's possible and Mm -hmm the more we step into being our own intuitive person, the more connectivity and tools you will have to create that life of your choosing and not what was chosen for you. So true. So well, you're watching us do it. So if you're denying it, you're in like the big denial, <laughs> the big, big, big D denial. <laughs> yeah. I am walking proof of it, my friends. And every student I have in class they are walking evidence of it. I mean, like from a point where someone's healing their eyesight because yeah. they could, they don't, they can't see because they're losing their eyesight. Like they've gained, like they've gained eyesight back. It's unbelievable. Well, and it's believable. What she's but... doing is coming to class and learning how to heal at a cellular level. It's fucking possible. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. I put the most aggressive form of rheumatoid arthritis in remission because I do what I do. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Anything is. So with that soapbox, I Woo-hoo! thank you <laughs> for hanging out with us, for sharing your energy. 
in whatever way you're here. And I encourage you to go explore it. And when, if you guys need help, direction, just kind of an idea or need some confirmation of your gifts or whatever, reach out. We're here. I'm here. You know, tell us our stories because we love them. Yes. There is nothing like a story like popping up in our inbox of like, I listened and then this happened and we're like, oh my God, (laughs) throwing some more energy at you. (laughs) Yes. And the other thing. Okay. So one more thing before we close that I wanted to bring up ahead. So I, we had a message in our inbox about somebody um, saying, checking in for a reading because we were doing the live and they were a little bit late. And so they sent us a direct message and I said, how can we help? And she asked um, a kind of a yes or no prediction type of question. Like, will I get the job or will I get, uh, will I find a person who loves me or something of that nature. Be very careful when seeking help and seeking someone that you're not looking and grasping at predictions. Yeah. Predictions are dangerous because you have free will. So if mm-hmm. I tell you, you bet you're going to get that job, you bet you are. And then they go into the interview and they bomb the interview because they think they're going to get the job. And then they don't get the job because they didn't prepare for the interview. Guess what just happened? You did it. (laughs) Right. You, you're going to say, oh, she was wrong. She doesn't give accurate information. And so I, I explained that to be honest with you, an honest reader will always tell you you have free will and, and not give you predictions. You can do and get anything you want. Mm-hmm. So be very careful of seeking these yes or no predictive type of like, ooh, you're going to win the Powerball lottery and win a million dollars. Great. They're there. And for sometimes they're helpful. But right now you're just seeking that gratification, that confirmation that something's coming to you. But maybe not knowing is going to get you to prepare to receive what you want. Because yeah. you already know, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to get the job. So I don't need to work on my interview skills. I don't need to dress appropriately. I don't need to have questions for them. You're not going to show up as if you are still being interviewed. You're showing up as if, oh, they're going to give it to me anyways. Yeah. You don't, right. you, you're not creating. Knowing something is basically creating an environment where you're giving up the process of obtaining it for the sake of knowing that you're going to obtain it anyways. Sure. Unless you use that, unless you use it right. Right. Like which a good person, a good, um, I don't like using the word good or bad, but that's how it feels. And that's why it came out that way. Like a good, yeah. An effective person is going to say, you're going to get this job if you prepare for it and whatever, you know, like, because it's true, right. We say it all the time. You're going to get what's for you, but you have to be putting the energy in there. I can't do it for you. I can't put that energy in there. But when, when somebody's giving you a reading, they're giving you a current energy projection, <laughs> right? Like this right here is what we're talking about and where it, the trajectory can go, but you can change that trajectory one and a half seconds from now, if that's the choice that you've made, because the ultimate manifestation lies within you the ultimate manifestation doesn't lie with the the earth that or the universe that's why sometimes we get things that we want 
and they're terrible for us <laughs> because we manifested it. It was us who well, did it. Will. It's called Freedom. <laughs> If you're not right. going to go for the interview, then you're not going to definitely not going to get the job. Right. So right. Like, you know? Right. So, and if you, and if you kind of remember back Vanessa, our last live, it was about work, a lot about working. Everybody. And yeah. And, and was there one moment where I was like, yeah. Or no, I was always like, what do you want from this job? Does this job fit your needs? Yeah. Where are you manifesting this from? Because that's the only thing that matters here. Yes. Yeah. I was what about it? And yeah, I could say, sure, you could, you could get, you could get the job, but you have to, I always would preface it, but you have to do the work and in, in yeah. manifesting it. Right. Well, I mean, who asks a question when they're sure? Nobody. Yeah. I don't need to come ask you a question. If I know the job is for me, I just do it. Right. I don't have a question. The second I have doubt it's that's your intuitive hit to take a bigger look <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> asking a yes or no question and to a psychic is out of fear yes a hundred percent i have no trust in myself i need to put that trust in you and reading off, that's why i never really answer them because i don't want to interact with the fear that you have i want to interact i want to empower you with the question of is this job for your highest good? Yeah. Why are you seeking this position? What mm-hmm. about it makes you want to have it? Do yeah. you believe in what they're doing or is it because it pays well? And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is, is look at your motivations. You're going to get yeah. out of it or not get out of it based on your motivations. Yep. hundred percent. So anyways, that I works. drop that in yeah. there because mm-hmm. I want you guys to understand is that readers are not all, you know, we're not all the same. And it doesn't mean predictions are wrong. It just means that you just have to take them with a grain of salt because you can change your mind tomorrow. Yeah. It's a trajectory. I mean, that's like any trajectory. It can change if we change it. It's, I mean, and then if you take it as that, right? Like uh, if I'm asking you, it's because I would like to interrupt my trajectory, honestly, if it's like, what do you see, right? Like what's, what's my blind spot telling you so that I can interrupt a negative trajectory. If you come into every reading like that, (laughs) you're going to be satisfied always because you're just getting your blind spot read and, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is with that's outside of your realm that you can comprehend in that moment. It's a beautiful thing. You can have such a beautiful relationship with this if you're using it the right way. But there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, psychology that comes into play when we talk about this kind of stuff, but which is, I I honestly, I think a whole other topic, a whole other podcast, a whole other podcast, like the psychology of, (laughs) of being read or something like that, because it's all up in our heads, all of it. When, when we need certain things, but um, yeah, whole other podcast. I'm not doing that today. So thanks for hanging out for the last hour and a half. <laughs> Jeez. We do appreciate it. And we do love you guys. And thank you for being here. And we will catch you on the next one. Yes. Love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. 
more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.